Hello, hey, hey, bonjour, I'm Gwen Lafage, and this is the Tech Marketing Pod Chat, casual discussion with some of the best, most passionate tech marketers out there. They share the stories, the insights, the day-to-day. So get ready to listen, learn, and get inspired. My guest today is Donna Ekman, and she is Marketing Director at StoryKit. Um, I don't know if you've heard about StoryKit, but they are a smart platform for video creation, also a Swedish tech uh, company. So they make it easy for everyone, everybody in your organization, your marketing team, to kind of tell engaging video stories. Um, And obviously we talked about video and why it's important, what it's a key element to have um, in your marketing mix, why it really helps you win on social media. We talked about what's important when you think about video and also about the importance of not always overthinking it. Like every video you produce doesn't have to be this massively expensive, overly produced um, project. So it's finding that right balance and creating video that engage your audience, that feel authentic, but that are really telling good stories. We also had a good chat about webinars and how that can help you uh, create a dialogue with your audience and why those work. So hope you enjoy our discussion. Hi, uh, Jonah. So happy to have you with me today on the Tech Marketing Pod Chat. Yeah, hi. Happy to be here, of course. Great. So one of the, the key topics that, that I want us to, to discuss today is to chat about video. And, um, and why do you think that uh, video is so key today to, to win in marketing, but I guess especially to win in, in social media? Well, uh, well, first of all, I mean, video has always been a way of telling stories that connect to the viewer in a way that almost nothing else does. Probably because it talks to a lot of senses. We see things, we hear things, we almost touch things. We can really, it sparks feelings and emotions in ourselves. And what we saw uh, like six, seven, up to 10 years ago was the big explosion of video in social media. I mean, everybody started talking about pivoting to video and we needed to do video in social. And Many think today that this was a motion that was um, made up by the social platforms. Like the, they changed the algorithms to to make video come up and be more visible on the platforms. And what we saw during these days, we were working with video and social media already then, was that it was actually the opposite. That the algorithms didn't give video as much space as the audience wanted. So it is, it is a change that has truly come from the audience. The audience wants to see video. And I mean, we're in a, I think it was um, in 2018, New York Times, a New York, New York Times reporter said, welcome to the post-text future. And what it meant by that was that text, uh, the importance of text was declining and the importance of sound and video was on the rise. And 
well, we will never leave text. That's really not what I'm saying here. And I don't think we will because it's such a basic thing on the internet, especially. But what we see is that everyone wants video too. We want to consume things in video. We want to see things being explained. We want to feel with video. We want to consume video because it's easy. Um, So it's the perfect format for social channels because it sparks emotions, it's easy to share, it's short and sweet, and it's especially consumed on the platforms. So if you want to publish text, you always, you often make people leave the platform. And and, um, And I have to say, I I agree in the, in the sense that I, I don't think it was really pushed by the platform. I mean, I'm like, an active user of LinkedIn mostly, right? Yeah. But I I noticed that when I was posting more videos, I think last year than I actually doing this year, but um, the the view or the reach of the video was never as good as the reach of like simple text mm-hmm. or just one image. Um, but you're right, the engagement though, the engage, I guess the ratio engagement reach was probably mm-hmm. better on video, but they never really pushed it from a reach perspective. So I was like, ah, oh, that's like, it requires a, a bit more, uh, effort, right? Like, uh, it's kind of easier to put it out there. Yeah. It's like, exactly. It's like on many levels, right? Like on, on the personal level, you put yourself, you put your face also on the time it takes, like to kind of put, uh, just write a few lines of text as opposed versus like putting a video there and you want it to look good and you have to do several takes usually because you're not happy with the first one. <laughs> so it's like, it requires more and you're like, ah, the reach is not there. Like, why am I doing this? But I think you're right. The engagement and the the emotion and the connection you get with with your audience is, um, is different, right? It's like, it, it gets more personal. Yeah, definitely. That's also a part of what I've been talking about lately a lot, because I see people having the wrong idea of what video is or what video has to be. Many people still think that video has to be something that is um, huge and complicated and expensive and you need to go to an agency and you need a video team and you need the equipment and you need to edit it. Or people think that quite the opposite It should be for free. You should just use your mobile phone and you need to film yourself and you have to be a funny person and you have to say these very amazing things. I got a question on LinkedIn like two days ago where uh, a woman said that uh, using video should be um, up to the stakeholder, him or herself. What she meant was that if I don't want to be in a video, I shouldn't be forced to be that. And Mm -hmm. that is, well, of course, but video doesn't have to be your face. I mean, the video we are building in StoryKit are text-driven, often made up by um, stock images. Um, I I mean, I put out video every week, but I'm never in them myself. So uh, we have to talk a lot about what video is, because in social... Social has changed what video is so much because when Facebook released their video ad solution, it wasn't very long ago, actually. I looked it up for a couple of days ago. Uh, and, And what they did then was they started doing every video on mute. Before you you had to put on the uh, you, you the sound started. I mean the video. The, sorry, 
I'm so confused. So <laughs> they did two changes. They made the video auto start in the feed. Mm-hmm. And since they made the video auto start, they, they made it start on mute. So the sound was off. And this means that almost everyone, almost everyone that watches video on social watches the video silent. So it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter what sound you have. It doesn't matter what what editing or stuff you've done. The the most important thing in your video will be the script because it's the text in the video that will move the viewer forward. Right. And that is also a huge change of... Sorry. I know for sure. Or the subtitles, right? Like I I definitely like... I, I usually watch the videos with that sound and then, and the one that I have no subtitles, I was like, well, one yeah. talking, don't know what she's saying. Yeah. <laughs> so like, yeah. And this is also a change that is driven by user behavior because I mean, we, we look at Facebook, we sit on our mobile phones and look at our social play- platforms at times where we shouldn't on the bus or in a meeting or on the toilet, wherever we use our phones everywhere. (laughs) And if the platforms would make the videos auto start with sound, we could never use the platforms because it would be so annoying with all these sounds coming out. So that's why this happened. And it has truly changed what video is. But once again, for social video is like the perfect, perfect format since it's, it's shareable and it's simple and it talks to feelings and just engaging in a way that almost no other thing is. So what do you think are like the key ingredients to make like a great social video? Well, as I said, I truly believe it's the script. Um, since you have to do it in text, I've seen so much video lately where like, um, people are still putting out video where you see a person talking or you realize that something is going on, but Hey, I'm in a meeting. I can't turn the sound on. So this means that the script has to be the most important thing. And what we recommend to our users is to start creating your video, uh, with like a black background and a white script on it. Nothing else, just the script in video form. And if you render that video and it works, then it doesn't matter what you do in the background. I mean, you can add layers of, uh, I mean, um, imagery and music and just do a lot of uh, styling. But if the, if the script doesn't work, the video won't work. So that's what we believe truly is the most important part in a social video today. I love it. That's super interesting because I I come from like, well, I come from an agency background when we obviously kind of like (laughs) have done ton of like very overly produced, like expensive videos. And I mean, the process always started with the script. When yeah. you do professional, um, professionally done videos, right? It always starts with a script. Um, yeah. But that said, like, it's it's a great insight because I think that's what matters is the message, right? It's not so much how you package it and like having it in motion, just like bring the viewer in, like you tell a story in a better way. Um, so that, in a way, I think that's yeah, super interesting. It makes. It takes some of the pressure of making videos. Like, think about your script first. Um, yeah, really, definitely. Yeah, excellent advice. I like it. Yeah, so, and, 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 yeah. and one of the most beautiful thing about that is, for me, for example, is that uh, what matters when you create video 
is being a good writer. And I mean, I'm an, I've been a journalist half of my life and I've always been a, a writing person. I had never made videos before I started working at StoryKit because I can't think in like um, timelines and layers of blah, blah, blah. I, my brain just exploded when I started. I opened the program and was like, okay, this is, I, I think in a headline <laughs> and in text. Yeah. Um, so this enables so many people that have never been able to create videos to actually create the best videos mm -hmm. and that is a huge change that i really love and i mean we should we should keep doing like the beautiful gold egg winning award winning stuff and the i mean all the people who have their cameras and can create magic with them keep doing that but For social, we need to know, we need to do another type of video, and that's what we're trying to help people to do. Yeah, yeah, because it's like the life the life of a video on social is so sh short. Yeah, right? it's like you can't, you don't want to like uh, maybe overly produce like every single video you put out there. Um, but yeah, no, that's. Uh, Yeah, yes. that that is connected with like how the marketer's role has changed because of social. I mean, before a marketer would plan and plan a campaign for a year and put it out there and just pray to God that they made the right decisions. Today, it's like, well, the worst thing I can do is not put stuff out there. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter if I'm wrong or right. I just better put stuff out there all the time because consistency and quality is are the things that will make a change in how people interact with you on social platforms. How do you measure like the um, the the effect of your of the video is like and on social when when you use them or with your clients yeah do you think it's like engagement do you think it's some kind of other kpis like how do marketers can measure the impact of videos well it depends uh this is also a part where i think people have the wrong idea of what video is and can do so many people come to us and just want to create more video because they want to i don't know build brand um Uh, they want they just want the likes. So we have a lot of clients who start do, creating videos and start in after a month or so, they're just like, we don't get any likes on our videos. And I always say, so what do you think these likes are doing for you? Are likes what you really want to have? So I, I'm totally convinced I'm doing this myself in my marketing for StoryKit is that you can use video throughout the funnel. And this means that you have to have different goals for different or different KPIs for different videos. I mean, I can put videos out there that I do want them to have likes. I do want them to have comments and I do want them to have views and that's it. So then I optimize for that. But further down in the funnel, I can put out a video that I want to have webinar signups. And I don't care if that post gets any likes. I care if it gets webinar signups. And even further down in the funnel, I have videos out there that I want to have like book demos. And once again, I don't care if that post gets any likes or comments or shares. I just think about, do I get the book demos? So that's really how you should think about video throughout the funnels. Like give the, give the video the right KPI to optimize towards. Because if you don't, you will just sit there and wonder where all those thumbs up went. Yeah, it's because I guess we like uh, all, 
focus on like the short term gratification, yeah. right? It's like we don't really, we, yeah, we think likes and, and engagement. Do you feel like you've seen that videos work for like book a demo or attend a webinar or like do, do you embed the CTA and then like it really push people to act more? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, I've, uh, at the moment, I have a couple of videos out there that are really sparking um, uh, download uh, an ebook. So okay. people are really downloading this ebook, but it's a video. It's a video post, or actually, okay. it's three different video posts that are competing against each other. Text based, and then like CTA at the end, download the ebook. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. you have a link in the post, and you. Click yeah. and you come to the page and you download the ebook and it really works. It really, really works. Yeah, that's... And I mean, this is an example of video that truly doesn't have to be complicated. Our motion director, uh, Christian, he also says a, a video can just be a video. It doesn't have to be a film. Yeah. And that is something that people forget about. I mean, this is like a, an image of the ebook and a blurb that comes in going like, download the ebook. Yeah. That's it. And that's, and that's a video. It is a video. <laughs> but it's what most people think of when I say, oh, you should create video. And then they're like, oh, God. Yeah. Then you think motion. And like you say, we think like award-winning video ads, right? <laughs> yeah. I need to, what camera should I buy? And I'm yeah. like, what? You don't need a camera at all. Yeah. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about um, webinars. I know that yeah. you just mentioned them and, and I've seen you like hosting webinars and posting videos of like snippets of the webinars or like the yeah. <laughs> things that happen during webinars or like yeah. on doors and all that type of stuff. Um, but I am, um, yeah, you, you, how has that been working for you in like the past year and a half? Like you feel that webinar has been, have you been doing more? Do you feel it's been like a good type of marketing content that's been working for US Target? Yeah, I should actually have done much, much more than I've had time to do. <laughs> That's always the problem, the time. But yeah, um, I really believe that webinar works for us. Uh, that is also, I think a reason for that is that there are so many people that are starting to think about how to create videos. Uh, and there are so much information when it comes to like, the old type of video. Um, so if I Google how to create a video budget, you will see the, well, start out with buying a camera. Start as you know that. So yep. learn how to use uh, very complicated programs. Uh, and, but this type of video where the script is in the focus and how to actually create a video strategy, once again, uh, starting out with the goal to just do more video is a good place to start but after a while you need to start thinking about what should what's the video supposed to do what's the ROI of the video what's the KPIs of the video and that's where I think people don't really get the information they need so we educate a lot uh, and since we've been working with this I mean uh, looking at video like this is quite unique so um, I think there's a lot of education that can be done there uh, and I also love hosting videos. Uh, it's been a hustle to do it from home because I've had like 
almost every webinar interrupted by a 10-year-old girl or a six-year-old boy yeah. or my husband once. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you knocking yourself out or something. I think I've seen a funny video of, of you. About yeah, I've had the vacuum cleaner going on. And, and actually, the funniest part was that uh, once I just, I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to record this at work. I'm going to go there, book a room, do everything right. And I was standing in the office and I heard the door open. And I was like, this can't be happening. <laughs> so it was one of our salespeople coming in. in a, he was in a, sp- is in a talk with a, uh, with a prospect and he didn't think. <laughs> and I was like, hi. <laughs> Say so. hi to all our audience here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you... So. Um, so you, when you put, uh, when you work with webinars and you, yeah. so you, you plan them, you plan the content, you record yeah. or like do the post yourself and you, how do you get people to attend? Like mostly posting on, on social, do you promote it? Like yeah. what's usually the strategy around your webinars? Yeah, well, of course we, we promote them organically in our own channels. And then we also create a couple of ads, uh, mostly video ads where we put a bit of a budget behind them. And then we just try, try to target the right audience. And uh, and it's been working quite well, especially in the Swedish market, because I think people know what StoreKit is. But we've yeah. also seen a lot of traction on, we made an experiment where our, we have a, uh, a guy who is our salesperson in Spain right now. And I set up a webinar with him. I don't speak Spanish at all, so I couldn't do that. Um, and that truly worked. We were so amazed by the the willingness to, to listen to a webinar about video strategy in Spain. So we need to do that again. Um, so yeah, we really see that it works. And well, the thing is, back in the days pre-pandemic, when when we could uh, go to events and I could be on stage and talk about video, yeah, I always saw. Uh, people actually emailing me afterwards, even though I didn't sell on stage because I hate selling on stage. I always had people emailing me straight after my talk saying, I need this tool, just show it to me. So I knew that it would work not only for people who just want to know more about video, but for actually uh, getting leads and uh, meetings. So, yeah. Yeah, nice. Well, that's great. I think it's like, I guess we... Maybe a lot as marketers, we tend to sometimes overcomplicate content. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> and, uh, and I guess like uh, hosting like uh, basically a session when you talk about what you know yeah. doesn't have to be like that much prep and that much complication to it, right? So, no, and to do it again and again. I mean, one oh, this is one of my the things I always rant about. Uh, I think since that's one of the best things I've brought with me as an old journalist is just publish and be damned. Just do it. Um, So marketers are so good at planning, so good at putting their strategy and just the guardrails and everything. But producing and pushing publish, it's still not what the marketer does best. Some do, but not everyone. But that's like a journalist. That's what they do, publish. and yeah, so I truly believe that people overthink things and they overplan things. And when they have done one thing, they forget that they can do the same thing again and again yeah. and again. Uh, so reuse yeah. your old material. 
Uh, yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. Uh, like reuse, repurpose. I think the distribution, I think like we, maybe Mercury is getting better at getting stuff done. But like you say, we use it once and then we think, oh, yeah. now, it's, now, now it's done, right? And like not really looking back at like some of the stuff you've done a few months ago and just like re-sharing it again, especially on social, right? People don't remember when you posted like a month ago. Like yeah. you can probably, I, I've read about that as well. Like some some guy, or maybe it was, uh, yeah, I listened on the podcast and he was saying, he was saying that he reposted like tweets um, or uh, LinkedIn posts that he's already posted um, the one that had, had good traction, you just like repost them. Yeah. I'm like, what? I would never do that. But it's like people don't know. Once they don't remember, two, you don't reach the same audience. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and another thing is you don't even have to, if, if you feel like, okay, I, okay, I can't copy paste my old LinkedIn post and, and post it again. Well, write about the same thing again, but in a different way. So this is what I see a lot of the most, uh, I mean, if you, if you follow Andrew Rasking or yep. Chris Walker or Dave Gerard yep. for that sake, <laughs> I mean, they are saying the same things over and over and over again. And every time you're like, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, so they just say it in a thousand different ways. Yeah, they do. And um, they just like, and then you have like uh, all the likes and people say, oh, it's so true. Right? Yeah. It's like, yeah no, and I right. mean, I, I follow them all and every post is like, yeah, that was really amazing. I've never heard that before. Yeah, you have like yeah. every day for two years. <laughs> uh, but that's, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. No, that, you true. don't have to like invent the wheel every time, but markers believe that they have to. Yeah, no, that's 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 very true. Yeah, well, that's that's a great way, I think, to uh, to finish this discussion. <laughs> yeah, just do it. I, I yeah. love that slogan, and I, I if 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 a if a huge company hadn't already taken it, I would love to have it myself because yeah. <laughs> just do it doesn't. It's not just about going out and taking that jog or whatever Nike wants you to do. But for a marketer, just do it. It's such a good slogan. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Exactly. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for, for your time and for those great um, insights. <laughs> well, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tech Marketing Spot Chat. I hope you had a good time. I know I did. If you learn a thing or two, feel free to share this episode and also let me know. I'm on LinkedIn. Please connect, share your thoughts, and I'll see you there. Bye-bye for now.